Welcome to Thrones and Scones. It's your weekday morning podcast where we talk about Game of Thrones over breakfast. It's Tony Hans and Jeremy in with you here on a Friday in season four, episode 10, The Children and Horseradish Cheddar. <laughs> Record time, boys. <laughs> Record time. Here we are. The end of another season. I don't even think that we talked about it at the beginning of this week, but we are officially in our second half of this uh, of this little recap thing we've set out to do. Yeah. So, congratulations. How's it you feel? You have made it. Feels wholeheartedly erotic, if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, it's so, uh, yeah, it was amazing. You were just saying, too, that like we're next, is it next week? We're already going to be hitting 50 ifs. Yeah, some point next week, and it's a little thrown off with the recaps and with the the with bonuses. the bonus episode and stuff. But I think it'll be a week from today, if my math checks out, that'll be our 50th episode. I have to do a little double check on that. But it's something nuts. like that. Some TV shows never hit 50 eps. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's it's very true. Most podcasts with any sort of sanity don't hit it for like a year and a for half. For a year and a half, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but here we are, two months in. <laughs> two months in, almost double digit listeners, y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mm. And uh, hey, we're we're happy to as we as we said earlier last week, just raking in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, obviously, and uh, happy to continue to do that. So <laughs> let's keep it going here. I, I will give you a brief, not so brief, especially from what we've been dealing with lately. A, a decent enough written plot here on the wiki, nice. uh, and so with a few more words than nine for me to read, I will open it up and say if if you would like somebody else to do it. Now would be the chance to make that case. How do you have one? Because I have an idea, but go ahead. Get no, get get it, Jeremy. All right, I'm gonna go with uh, '80s hairband rocker. '80s. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I'm thinking like okay. Axel from Guns N' Roses. All, all the ones that want to destroy my uh, my voice here. Okay, sure, sure. Mm. Your age is showing, by the way. Uh, let's see. <laughs> <sighs> Would you rather be said nineties nineties pop rock? I was yeah, I was I'm I'm super young. I was gonna say some Fortnite character and while you floss or <laughs> something like that. Yeah. All right, yeah. Yeet 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 <laughs> Okay. Eighties rock, season four, episode ten, the children <laughs> An unexpected arrival north of the Changes circumstances. Danny is forced to face some harsh realities. Her three dragons <laughs> are gone. There's definitely pissed off people next door. Brain learns more of his destiny. And Tyrion sees the truth of a situation. It's a little, it's a little preacherish for me. Oh, is it? <laughs> You know what? I I think the Baptist Church has yet to really embrace that '80s hairband rock vibe that they're just, they're just on the cusp of just anyway. Fighting it. We'll we'll get there eventually. Uh, well, we can start talking about the episode. I'm pretty sure in like four or five minutes here, I'm gonna get an angry knock on my door. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll just wait and see. We're ending. Um, mm. Uh, a, a hit and miss season, not a, not not a terrible one here. Decent, decent, and coming off a couple of very exciting episodes. So I'm curious, first thoughts on the children, which is not a phrase that you hear all that often. <laughs> uh, I thought, I mean, it's hard 
to come off of episode eight and nine, right? Because we had such amazing moments and such yeah. good episodes. I think as four four finales uh, in this show, I think this one's a weaker one, in my opinion. Really? Yeah. I actually wrote down that I felt like this was one of the more finale-y finales in the really? sense that it's just not necessarily like getting started with a bunch of stuff that's going to happen next season. I mean, it does lead to it, but it seems like, oh, okay, there's a little bit of an end cap to this with the situation at the wall. There's a little bit of an end cap uh, to this with all the stuff down in King's Landing that has been playing out with with Tyrion and whatnot. Um, Arya kind of ends her journey throughout uh, Westeros with the Hound. That comes to a nice little close. I felt like there was a bit more closure. Yeah, that that's a good point. I, I think the closure thing is is nice in this episode. I guess my thing is just that I, I kind of miss where a lot of the other finales have really revealed something or set something up that was kind of teasing mm. you to the next ep- next season. And for the sake of binging, I kind of liked that because it was like, you know, you had a big moment here or there where this is like, it kind of wraps everything up, but I'm just going to go to the next episode immediately anyway. So yeah, I might true. as well have that stuff, like have a cool moment, <laughs> have a surprise factor that's going to jump in and, and uh, totally throw me off. I was appreciative of the fact that we did not for once, finally, uh, and I know we have, it's not the first time, but still, we didn't end on Daenerys. Uh, That that is true. And since we're there here momentarily, I have a very, it could be a very long-winded topic because I think that the answer is exhaustive. But yes, Danny, we have been talking, we, we speculated in our last recap episode that, hey, guys, at the end of all these seasons, you know, Danny always kind of ends her game on top. She's got these huge, crazy big moments. Is that sort of foreplay, foreshadowing for what's happening at the very end of the series? And then we get season four, episode 10. Danny very much does not end on top. So my question to you, I want you to put your thinking caps on here. Are we unqualified idiots? <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say yes. I feel like there's a strong argument for that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hadn't seen it up until now, <laughs> but things are starting to fall into place. And I'm starting to ponder that maybe we don't have the <laughs> narrative chops to be dissecting <laughs> such a massive show uh, as we are in yeah. tandem with our baked good reviews. And it's crazy. It makes you wonder why the showrunners of Game of Thrones would have deliberately came out and asked us specifically to give our formal reviews <laughs> right? <laughs> through podcast form. You know, They're like, we're going to need to drum up some, uh, some attention for this new season. We don't think people are going to watch and we'd like your help. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We've tried yeah. to do it, but yeah, uh, but yeah I'm starting yeah. to think we're just not qualified. Yeah, yeah. You know, every um, time Egret says, "You know nothing, Jon Snow," I feel like she's talking to me, like it's directly going, to you, like it's yeah. going to my soul now. Well, that's that's twofold. It's because a, you know, as we said, it's it's speaking to you, the content, but also it's also your initials, and you probably get you and Jon Snow confused. <laughs> JS for life. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. But yes, some some big stuff happens. I, I if you guys have no uh, no qualms with it, I'd like to start at the beginning. Yeah, let's Him do it. Let's roll. Let's start at the very beginning. It's a very fine place to start. When you read, you begin with ABC. <laughs> when you 
when you sing, you begin with... I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. <gasps> Guys. Ugh. And I'm the one who has never seen anything. Do, re, mi. It's the sound of music. Motherfuckers. Oh, I haven't seen it. <laughs> it's, it's very similar to Game of Thrones, actually. <laughs> if, you, if you like one, you'd love the other. It's funny because I've actually been to... I can't think of the name of the family, that, but I've been to their skiing lodge. It's in Vermont. The, the this Austrian family's skiing lodge is in Vermont. Yeah, yeah. really? Yeah, I'll tell the you. The von traps. Yeah, the von traps. Thank you. I'll, I'll tell you. Give me a second. Let me fill up the Googles of it. Like one that that was licensed for them, or the yeah. von traps moved to Vermont. No, that's where they that's where they taped the sound of music. Oh, okay. So like from so not theirs, just like the the uh yeah just filming where, just where it was ta- yeah it's it was I impressive see. Oh, i see you, I but it was- i'm now i'm now feeling dumb realizing that it's probably not a real family <laughs> <laughs> not based no, on the true story it is the unlike early, game the von trapp family toured the united states because they were the von trapp singers that's who the movie's made out of and they have really? their family lodged in vermont well shit well shit stowe vermont that's what i was trying to think of the name of it and people say nothing good came out of World War II. <laughs> <laughs> Big jump there. Uh, <laughs> Is anyone else sweating? Uh, <laughs> yes, I tell you what. Mance Raider and Jon Snow were sweating. Things were getting tense in that tent. We didn't know what was going to happen. They were either going to draw a dagger or, you know, unzip some pants. Anything could have happened. But then... A lot Stannis, of eye contact, yeah. yeah. Lots of eye contact, indeed. Lots of lot, Mance is a big fan of that, like, the rock eyebrow thing. He gets it twitching a little bit on the one side. Uh, and then Stannis to the rescue. So, or to the cock block, depending. So this is beyond the wall. Yeah. And yet... It Stannis is. has got there. He got this huge army up there, but he didn't go through the wall to get there. No, they sailed up there. Oh, see, I try, I was trying to remember that. I was like, holy shit. I was like, yeah, you think that you would have stopped and let everyone know that. Okay. So, but you do feel like somebody would have taken note. Yeah. Because it's they're not on the army. coast. It's going to take a while to get from the coast. <laughs> and yeah, it's a, it's a lot of people. And uh, Mans makes a nice point. You're not dressed for this weather because they're not. And they must have been in the north-north for a, a know, while. For moments. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's just yeah. another case of, uh, of random questionable timelines in Game of Thrones. Indeed. It's, and especially, you know, beyond the wall. It's the repeat offender. But... We round things up with the wildlings. We put them in chains. John has some kind of closure moments with Mance and with Torment, and uh, yeah, things things wrap up nicely ahead of them trying to figure out the next problem, which is okay. Well, now we've invited all these people into one little weird camp. Do we slaughter them like lamb? Do we do something else? I guess we'll have to declare a new Lord Commander to figure it out. But not now. Maybe but later. Not now. Uh, beyond that, I guess we don't have to hit it in order. You guys want to chat your favorite, least favorite parts? Um, so Egret and the burial. Um, mm. I thought that was nice. That was I mean, nice. I, I still think the show made that story pretty believable for me. Uh, in the sense, I, I, I like Egret. I know you don't like Egret. I enjoyed her character. I thought she showed a lot of uh, of essentially torment with her decisions 
with John and then getting, and I, I thought it was a cool way to do her kind of her conclusion. And I like that John is just left there, like just sulking. Um, mm. Cause and jo- just for, yeah, just for the record, Hans is the one who doesn't like eager. I'm not trying to get yelled at from everybody out there. Oh, okay. My bad. My bad. But no, I thought it was good. Uh, I, I like that part of the show. Um, I still think that leads to John's character being more interesting later. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I, uh, and just to, just to, uh, add on to that as well. Uh, I never came around on Egret. No. Right up until her death. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah. I don't think this is helping John's case that he's like not a wildling. It's like, Hey John, we got a who we got a lot to do. Half of our people just died. And Oh my gosh, there's, there's just so much cleanup that we need to do. I'm going to go bury my legal girlfriend. Yeah, but John, but if you could maybe stay here and not do that, I'm going to do it. Uh, seems a little, seems a little, uh, maybe not his best decision to do in that moment. Agreed. Also, an impressive funeral pyre that had to take a fair amount of time. Hey, all these yeah. dry wood just laying around in the cold. Got to find I that. Guess. I guess. Um, so that was, but I, yeah, it was a touching moment. Yeah. So I have, I have some equi- some competing least favorite moments here okay just Hit jumping your jumping storm right, of negativity jumping right into it because i feel like i've been pretty negative on this episode anyway i might as well keep it rolling <laughs> uh so <clears throat> i and i you'll have to help me decide what my true least favorite moment is because i, I absolutely hate and don't even understand shay in tywin's bed and my other least favorite moment, which I still really don't understand at this point for how long Arya has been with the Hound. And yes, I understand the Hound killed her friend, and that is hard to get over. But the Hound, other than that, has been, you know, her protector and has been, like, teaching her how to survive and all the stuff. And really, they've been, they've got to have built some sort of friendship at this point like being together that long and him really like protecting her, taking care of her. And she still like has no regard for him at all. She still just seems like she just doesn't care. Like when he's, he's dying at the end and she doesn't really help him to put him out of his misery or any of that. And I just feel like I wanted that relate. I really, the hound kind of came around uh, for me and I wanted that relationship to build a little bit more than it did. I don't know. I was kind of conflicted with that as well, because um, <clears throat> I, I actually liked the moment, and I think what they were trying to go for was like, she, she's wanted to kill him, mm-hmm. and now she's not. She's kind of sort of taking him off of her list, yep. as it were, yep. but she's also kind of leaving him to die, and she's not even doing it like saying, yeah. I forgive you or something, or like, hey, maybe you got a chance this way. She just walks away and steals his money, and it seems oddly cold yeah Um, especially when like the hound kind of had this moment of like you know with brienne where she's like are are you watching over and he's like yeah i am and then she kind of like you know she doesn't say anything verbally but she backs him up there you know she kind of comes around the one side and decides that she's gonna stay with the hound and um so i thought that it was a little odd but I don't think it was my worst. I, I liked what they were trying to do. I just don't think they did it well. Yeah. yeah. I would have, it just, it didn't, to me, and it, to me, it didn't come off as her, like, checking him off or his list or anything, because he died much, in a much more painful and worse way than if she would have just, like, put him out of his misery. Allegedly. And he was like, yeah. 
allegedly, I guess. Well, see, for me, it's like, you know, he's been teaching her the entire time they've been together of like the way things are, right? People die, you know, strong survive and all those things. Like he, this just with the farmers and him taking the silver from them. It's like, for me, it was like the sum of all those things. Right, but you could, so even then, when he was teaching her all this stuff, his, like, I would say one of his little moments of redemption is when he puts that farmer out of his misery by stabbing him in the heart and showing him where the heart is, and then that would be one of the things, you know, kind of in your argument that he's been teaching Arya, and then she has the chance to do that same, like, same thing for him, and she doesn't do it. I just think it's hard for her, because she doesn't... Because I and I very much interpreted it like Tony said that he's no longer on her list, so she she doesn't want to kill him, right? You know, and I think it's easier for her to walk away than to to do that, um, you know. So no, I I, I struggle with that scene. I agree. As for mm-hmm. the Shay and Tywin's bed thing, I won't fight you on that a minute. Yeah, uh, that's fucking stupid. I I never understand it. She doesn't even look. I mean, she looks shocked for a minute, but then she's blind with fury and um, tries to kill him <laughs> it's very odd uh i was also tied i didn't even realize until right now i wrote down two least favorite moments um because that i wrote down while watching it and then afterwards wrote another thing um which is when cersei gets very real with uh with tywin and i kind of liked this moment Except in retrospect, I realized that this whole thing where she tells him that her and Jamie have been doing the no pants dance since they were youths and continuing on and his entire legacy is a lie. It is such an obvious marker that he's going to die. Like, because can you even imagine how that would play out? (laughs) Like, what would happen with that? He's he's alienated his one son already with having that deal with which went back with Jamie and then now this whole thing with Cersei and now it's like going into into territory that threatened to take his grandchildren away from which he's already made moves to like I think the only logical thing next season had Tywin Lannister survived this episode was like him to to kill his kids like <laughs> To start picking kids off and hope that his old balls can uh, plant a seed in Shay. I don't know. <laughs> oh, if Mick Jagger can do it, maybe Tywin Lannister can do it. Yeah. Uh, it's it was such an odd, uh, an oddly timed thing. Like it, it, it seems so telegraphing. And granted, I'm watching that now, knowing what happens. But yeah. Um, before we get to uh, the end, does anyone have a favorite part that's not the end? I, yeah. I don't think so. What okay. did you think of the Brienne and Hound fight? Just- uh, it was an awesome fight for a few minutes. I thought that the brutality of it got pretty crazy, um, where it showed like you know Brienne has shown a couple moments when she really gets into a fight. Um, where she kind of gets a little bit more rabid than you might imagine. And mm-hmm. she like straight up bites part of this dude's ear off at this point. Yeah. Um, and the hound is fighting dirty. Well, it gets, it gets brutal. My problem with it is that for whatever reason, about halfway through, they take this like Marvel jump cut approach to filming the fight. And it's like every punch that someone's throwing is two separate cuts 
into two different, and it's like I can't even, it almost gives me a headache how much we're moving around. And I get it's supposed to be like hectic and frantic and boom, 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 and what's going on? And it's over before we even know it. But it, I just found it a little um, poorly shot, I thought. Yeah, I just really didn't want the hound to go here. I don't know. I was bummed. Yeah. Both times I've watched it, I just like really wish his story. Because I thought the whole Arya and Hound thing was one of my favorite storylines. Yeah. And I just really wanted that to, to continue. But And now we'll never get to see him again. No. No. Maybe the Hound was the faceless man. <laughs> Conspiracy <Maybe>. theory. <laughs> Oof. He comes back. Serio <laughs> Pharrell, the first sort of Bravos. And the hound to the key. <laughs> <laughs> and pulls it again. He's like, in the Cersei. And pulls he again. pulls a gun? It's Talisi. It's t- he is every character. That is the, uh, that is the real surprise And then pulls one time, and it's Catelyn. Uh, so yeah, so that back. happens. Let's see. Uh, Drogon actually does kill some babies. I had it wrong earlier, but yeah. now now a baby does die. So Danny entombs. Her other two dragons, which are, of course, named Hans. Oh, Viserion, something like that. The spelling, Viser- I think, was right, but... Viserion? Viserion, yeah. Viserion. Mm-hmm. And I know it's very much similar to other Targaryen names here. Oh, yes. Uh, yes, indeed it is. So what's the, 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 the one that's flown away? The one that's flown away is what? Dro- Drogon. Drogon. Mm-hmm. Rhaegal, baby. Baby. Nailed it. Just like they did to those chains that are keeping <laughs> them in the catacombs. And the only reason uh, I knew this is because she she says it in this episode. <laughs> I think when she chains it. Or no, she says it in the next episode. Uh, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about where she's yelling. Like, yeah, she Viserion, says. <laughs> Rhaegal, Rhaegal. <laughs> That's the only yeah. reason. Is I'm an episode ahead and I knew... I knew she said it. Now, let's it. be honest. Did you guys cry when she chained him? Because that was tearful for me. That was rough. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't know what else you could do. Because I think. I mean, I think she was warranted, right? I mean, when you're when your yeah. pets are literally murdering children, it's probably a good idea to at least chain them up. They're her children. Yeah, and they're like screaming. Like you would be if you muted it and you didn't see her crying. It would just look like angry, weird CGI lizards. But like. There's something in those noises that yeah, are it's very is oddly it's chilling. Very like, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, it, was it, it was a well done scene. Um, also, I did notice Drogon, who is not in this episode, but we saw him earlier in the season, is a hell of a lot bigger than those oh two gosh, right yeah. now. Yeah, like so much bigger. <laughs> I don't even think he would have fit through that door, let alone both of them at the same time. Uh, it, yeah, pretty nuts. Let's see. Running down the uh, just the, the quick recaps here. Brandon crew finally arrive at uh, the the heart tree they've been searching for, and unfortunately, they are met with some skeletal action, uh, some some guards to their path. Right at the end, you would have thought that maybe the chick with the fireballs could have cleared them out before they arrived, but uh, you know they needed an excuse to kill Ferb. So here lies Ferb. Rest yeah. in peace. She's kind of a badass, you know, the the child throwing all those firebombs, but just stops throwing them. And I'm like, did you just run out of them? Did you just give up? I think they did run out of them, yes. Because yeah. we find out later that it's not like, that they're like actual little things that she's throwing. Right. And like so I'm assuming she did actually run out of, of them. Of death. Yeah. 
Yeah, acorns owe death. Except for she still had one to uh, to toss over onto Jojen and just fucking That's right. splatter him. him. Do you think that Mira afterwards was like, could you have maybe said in, <laughs> that you were going to do it so I didn't have to slit my brother's throat? Like, <laughs> um, But she, she did. Also, we've had four full seasons for them to decide what the three-eyed raven and the children of the forest are going to look like. And we get to see both of them in this episode. And the next time we see them, they will both be different. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Yep. Yeah, different different actor for the Three-Eyed Raven who looks very, very different. Looks... And then the children are like completely redone. Yeah, the, the Three-Eyed Raven looks more like a like old Chinese, like, you know, grandfather yeah. samurai. It's weird. Not samurai. <laughs> I can't go that way. It's Japanese. Samurai. Every time I see him, he looks like, um, I don't know if you guys ever watched, it was not a particularly popular show, uh, but it's called Merlin, and it was on BBC, and it was great, mm-hmm. and uh, it's about like Merlin as a kid, but at the end of the show, spoilers, it does show Merlin as a very old adult, but it's the same kid, and they just age him up with prosthetics, makeup, and really long gray hair, and this dude looks exactly <laughs> like that, like it's so fake, I'm like, I don't think that's a real person. I think it's just uh, I think it's just they took that scene from Merlin, they got the rights and threw it in. Who's to know? But then yeah, really all the stuff uh, happening in the tail end of the episode, the uh, the big, big points for the plots in King's Landing with Tyrion getting free and murdery. Yeah. Is this all of, is this everyone's best parts then? Yes. It is yeah. my favorite part. Okay. By uh, too, you, again, the sh- the Shea stuff is a little weird, but um, it's acted well by Peter Dinklage. And then beyond that, his confrontation with Tywin is just it's good television. Awesome, yeah. and I love how it's not like it's that whole thing. I think in this moment where Tyrion's very much bottom of the barrel. You know, we've said he's he's a broken man at this point. I think a lot of other people would have spent a little bit more time to gloat. Um, and I think that they were really trying to paint him as like, Hey, he's not a villain. Who's going to like spill out his plan here. He's mad and he's made this decision to kill his dad and then he's going to move on. Like (laughs) he's like, all right, this is, this is happening. And okay, done deal. Let's get out. Um, what did you think about Varys unwillingly in a sense because of Tyrion's actions having to leave the capital? Yeah, I thought that was interesting. I I don't know. I was actually kind of shocked, surprised uh, that Tyrion went on just the murder rampage that he did. Do you think yeah. Tyrion was going to kill? I mean, he did he go to his father's chamber to kill him the first time? Or do you think he was set on the path when he saw Shay? I think he was going to kill him. I think he was going to kill, kill him. Yep. Because, well, actually, you wonder if his father was in that room instead of Shay. Just his father. What would Tyrion have done? Like... He probably couldn't have killed him unless he was asleep. Because he didn't bring a weapon. Right. He grabs the crossbow from from there. So that's why I wasn't that was that was my one thing I wasn't sure. Like what what was his in I feel like what was his intention to go see his dad? Because that was only going to ruin his plan of getting out, right? Because his yeah. obviously Tywin wasn't gonna let him go. In the book I know he goes to kill him. Okay. So that's the only reason I'm saying he mm-hmm. goes to kill him for yeah. sure. But like, yeah, I just couldn't imagine what else happens there. Yeah, it like, seems like he would have been a little more, but a little, little bit better prepared going in. You would think. <laughs> yeah, you really, really would think. 
Um, but oh, it's it's such a cool, and he, <laughs> it's just being like, you know, giving out that warning, say whore one more time, and uh, you know, it just it slip of the tongue, slip something the- something whore. <laughs> You sh- you shot me. <laughs> it's dope, and I like how it's like the weird like sort of what looks like definitely hits some sort of organ shot that Tywin recovers from, but when it goes into the shoulder, that's the one that kills him. There's, yeah, yeah, there's yeah no the belly shot he does okay, but he's okay. Maybe maybe he just expired from that. My favorite uh, thing uh, <laughs> in the books, I think it's this chapter is when Tyrion's like walking away from the whole scene, you know, he's got this like sort of monologue going internally that's saying, um, you know, it's, it's, it's two-toned gratification or something. You know, he finally got to, uh, you know, enact the revenge on his father for everything. And he got to prove um, to himself in the world without a doubt, as the smell started to creep in that Tywin Lannister does not in fact shit gold. It's funny. Well, it was, uh, yeah, so, so, some mixed thoughts. Do you guys have anything else you want to touch on with the, uh, of course, close of episode 10? We'll, we'll do our little recap manana, but here pertaining to the last episode. Yeah, I mean, no. I, I felt like this is, this episode is a lot, uh, it kind of covers and and tidies up a lot of things. Um, we didn't mention about uh, Arya now is where she, oh. yeah i mean because isn't she also she's on the ship now heading to to bravos um right. yes uh which is another which is becoming kind of that storyline which is really enjoyable in the next episode as well but that was in there i wanted to break up that really quickly um but no i thought uh i thought this was good i still agree with hans i think episode eight and nine they feel like conclusions to me. They felt so much more, and maybe again because we like the action stuff. Um, where this is, this feels like a filler, like a filler episode, like a like a seven or a six. Um, but then I appreciate how well it moves the pace of this show. Yeah, I, I just feel like, and and the reason I was a little down on this episode is is not even necessarily like where this takes the story, but I just feel like. Maybe because episode nine was so much of just one place, one battle that they almost kind of had to like quickly wrap everything else up because I feel like so many storylines just kind of immediately switched or like these storylines we've had for a long time. We didn't really get a build to them closing. It's just like all of a sudden Arya is not with the Hound anymore. And that's been seasons at this point. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it just like and it was more personal preference, too, that I just wasn't satisfied uh, with how that ended. Um it just was kind of quick for me that it was all of a sudden that's over. And then Arya goes on to this, uh, this new storyline that we have, which I'm actually, I don't know how you guys feel. We'll talk about it in the next episodes. I'm actually not a big fan of the storyline that happens. Uh, this little chunk that we get into with Arya next. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll give my qualms about that moving forward, but yeah, just kind of everything I feel like was just kind of a quick, quick end or a quick tidy up, put a bow on it and, move on but well do you know why you might actually be a little bit down on this episode it is because for the second episode in the row we see no juggly yeah, action that must be, that is it i knew i knew i know it you're really just starting to you need that fix man just i need that fix i was like even when they can so be through what, a t-shirt show me some nipple even when uh so cersei and jamie get together in this episode and it's i true. i put in my notes in all caps exclamation point 
No ex- question mark expl- exclamation point, by the way. No <laughs> jugglies? <laughs> Not even like some Jamie butt? Nothing? Yeah. Oh, we get upsetting. that one little like naughty angle yeah. of Cersei. Uh, that's and that's it. about it. Yeah. So we do, we do always bring our side of the bargain because maybe the people don't necessarily bring all the action we want. Maybe they don't bring all of the juggly moments that we want. But you know what? We'll always bring the scones. And today... Hans has a scone. I am not thrilled with the sound of it, but maybe after his review, I'll change my mind. It's horseradish cheddar. Horse. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, horseradish cheddar from uh, my outpost grocery. Mm. They uh, haven't failed me yet. And it was. I think they have failed you a couple times. Yeah, I keep thinking they're gonna fail. Like full, like every time I've gone, they've had a scone that I mm. need. It's just they don't always have two new scones. Is my uh, only thing. I see. I see. They've, they've repeated once or twice. But to give my formal, in-depth review of the scone, it's about what you'd think. <laughs> oh, that's unfortunately not good <laughs> for me. <laughs> Oh, well, if you want to try your own horseradish cheddar scone, I guess you'll have to figure that out. But you can see ours up at Thrones and Scones on Instagram. And of course, if you want to hit up thronesandscones.com, there's all the links to every dang thing that you could want pertaining to us, including all of our episodes, like tomorrow's, where we will recap this entire season. And uh, if the past is any indication, probably play a fun game. Uh, or two. Well, we'll, and, we'll see and, you then. And get, and get wildly off to- topic, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. Wildly off topic, probably wildly off uh, off uh, off kilter with our off-color humor. <laughs> Who's we're to gonna say? Be doing a, we're going to be doing a lot of often. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to... Yes, yes. We're going we're gonna to get off. We're going to be off. We're going to do all the stuff. I don't know, guys. <laughs> Are you down with GOT? Yeah, you you know, know me. me. So the the uh, I don't know if you guys saw on Instagram the other day I got a little notification of of one of the likes that we got on one of our photos, mm. and I was wildly uh, impressed by this uh, this person's uh, I guess I don't know if it's a man or woman that does this uh, Instagram, but I ended up uh, after seeing the Instagram name I ended up uh, just wandering over to their page and it's just fantastic guys and i'm gonna i'm gonna have to give a little <laughs> shout out uh so there is Please a do. instagram page out there they they uh they, they got a little they got a little whiff of the thrones and scones so hopefully uh they'll keep they'll keep their eye out for our post but i think this, i know what you're talking about <laughs> the philosopher's scone <laughs> is an I instagram page I, and it's fantastic I didn't go to the page. Is it actually? Uh, is it actually good? Yeah, stall for a minute. I'll pull it up. Yeah, let me find it as well. Um, yeah, the philosopher's scone, of course. Uh, Jeremy, if you want to explain what that what that is a pun on for people who might not be familiar, uh, philosopher's stone, which would be Harry Potter. Nailed it. Which yeah yeah that's enough which, stalling. Which they changed the the book of because they thought Americans were too stupid Stu- to understand what philosopher was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is that true? Yeah, yeah. It, in England it's called the Philosopher's Stone. Yeah. So then they changed it to the Sorcerer's Stone. And they changed it to Sorcerer's Stone for U.S. release. That's funny. Uh, okay, so the Philosopher's Scone, an Austin, Texas-based scone connoisseur, an account dedicated to baking, eating, and simply admiring the undeniably best baked good scones. Oh, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed Respect that they are my friends. 
aren't Harry Respect. Potter related. Yeah, I'm trying to look through them right now to see if there is any. Because there should so. be. If there's and not, there's we need not. to make some connection no, to it. No, no. They're That's not as nuanced as we are. No, but they have been doing it a long time. And it looks like back, 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 back in the day, I'm seeing some Harry Potter Comments. stuff. Like there's this happy birthday Harry cake. Mm. Uh, but it's not a scone. It's just a cake. <laughs> they have uh, like 1,600 followers. Oh, shit. That's almost as many as we have. <laughs> we have 16. So. Oh. <laughs> I like this one that has also liked our post. It's called Clam Crate. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so I clicked on that. Soft, I think, cozy, I think I, stylish clothing. Oh, Clam wait, never, Crate. <laughs> n- never mind. I was going to say, I think I've been to that website. <laughs> <laughs> oh, followed. Followed. <laughs> 